Hello and welcome to The Property Show. I'm Andrew Montlake and with me is my co-host Louisa Fletcher. We're here to talk about all things property. So whether you're staying put, buying, selling, renting or letting, we'll be chatting through the latest news on the housing market and mortgages, as well as sharing our advice and expertise to help you get the best from your home. In today's show, Lou will be looking at how working from home might affect your content insurance, and we'll be talking through the latest news on house prices. Plus, Monty will be talking about the return of the 95% mortgage, and the big surprise there is that they aren't just for first-time buyers. We're here to help you make money, save money, and most importantly of all, protect yourself, regardless of where you are on your home ownership journey. You good to go, Lou? Locked and loaded, Monty. Hello, Lou. Locked and loaded. Look at that. I like that one. Locked and loaded. We do try. We do try. So we need to kind of disclose a couple of things, don't we, before we we get into this? No, I don't know what you're talking about. I think we do. I think we do, Mr. Monty. What do you need to disclose? So what, what have you got on in the background? Hey, What's going uh, on? Oh, oh, well, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> okay, all right. I have my iPad on and I've got Liverpool Aston Villa in the background. <laughs> and how's that working out for you so far? Well, do you know what? We're in the 90th minute. <gasps> Trent has just scored what yeah. could well be a winner, although there's five minutes to go. So, so if I suddenly break off and go, ooh, ah, yeah, then or start uh, swearing, then, then everybody knows. Everybody yeah. knows what's happening. That's good. That's good. But you know, we're we're real. professional like that. We can we can work with, we can, with we can other things that. going on in the background. Things. What yeah. what are we talking about? Today? Yeah, what is it we're talking about again? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And what, and what are you drinking wine again? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, you. I have got a, a Moretti. Ah, oh, so it's all coming go. out now. It's yeah. all coming out now. So yeah, there you go. But we've got lots to cover today. We I do. think we do. We do. Um, uh, where do you, well, you know, where do you want to start today? So I've got a question for you. What could, what could you do with £15,000? If I gave you £15,000, yeah. what could you do with it? Well, it wouldn't touch the sides. <laughs> it, would be, it, it would literally go into my hands and out immediately. Right. So that would be the um, patio we're doing uh-huh. in the back garden. Okay. Which is... Is, nice. Well, yeah. So most of it would probably go on that. There you go. Nice. It would nice. it would just go immediately. Wow. Okay. Okay. Or what would you do? Well, we do need to move house actually. I'll I'll be honest. But that's a whole different podcast for a That's a whole other another podcast. Another day for another I day. I think we should do that. We should do lose adventures moving it, house. Yeah. I, if anything, it would probably make everybody else who's going this feel a whole heap better that even if you're in the industry, <laughs> it's, it's still, it's yeah, still really difficult. Yeah. Um, so th- there's a reason I'm asking you this. Go on, tell me why you're asking it. So it's tied to house prices, well, obviously. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Obviously. This is me we're talking to, yeah. yeah. Um, so latest report out from the Halifax this week, one of the largest lenders in the UK, um, released yesterday. So this is hot yes, off the press. it was. So what did it say? Tell us all. We're waiting with bated breath. So according to the Halifax, house prices rose on average by 1.1% in March. 
and rose by 6.5% when compared to March 2020. So that means that the average UK home is now worth a whopping £254,606. Wow. Which represents, in cash terms, an increase of, wait for it. Uh, Hold on. Is it about £15,000? It is, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. £15,430, to be precise, in the last year. Brilliant. Yeah. So for the average, average homeowner, even if you did nothing, even if you haven't lifted a paintbrush, nada, nothing, your property is likely to have risen by six and a half percent, which is probably likely to translate into about fifteen grand. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it, it's it's been an extraordinary year, hasn't it? I mean, after everything that we've been through, and then house prices to go, just keep going, keep going, keep going. It can't. It just cannot go on forever. We know we've got the stamp duty. Finally ending. Yeah, maybe. finally. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, in sort of September time, October, but um, and then I'd suspect that we'll see a a little bit of a, a downturn in activity, but you just don't know. It's it's there still aren't enough properties for and everyone, that, and, and there's yeah. so much demand still. Yeah, and and speaking to colleagues in the industry from. All over the UK, you know, North, Midlands, South Coast and everything in between, you know, they are literally that the message that seems to be repeated is that if they're literally going into value a property during the week, they are in all honesty saying to that vendor, we we could probably sell this house three times over. How many viewings do you want? And stuff isn't being, you know, in most cases, it's not even needing to be advertised. Yes, I know. Yeah. So Some, someone told me of the property that went on the market and literally in the first week they had 26 viewings and, and several offers. It's just, it is extraordinary. So I guess anyone who's in the middle of this maelstrom at the moment, if you are a buyer, um, and we have said this before, but we're just going to kind of say it again. Um, it really does pay to get your ducks in a row before you get out there because the more prepared you are, if your mortgage is in place, if you're proceedable, these are all things. It's all about presenting the best case mm. to the agent when you're putting that offer forward that that you are the best person to buy that property, which may feel slightly kind of counterintuitive because normally in any other walk of life, the buyer is the customer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but really in where we are now in these circumstances, it's all about putting your best foot forward. Thanks, Lou. That's uh, that's really interesting. And uh, uh, we'll see what happens uh, to house prices in the rest of this year. Just a reminder that you're listening to The Property Show with Louisa Fletcher and Andrew Montlake. Now, Monty, you've got some news for us around sort of low deposit mortgages, haven't you? Yes, I have. Apparently. Now, yeah. Now, this is obviously linked to what we were just talking about, which is, you know, the more people that are able to buy, the more the more buyer demand there's yeah. going to be, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Um, but, but why is this so relevant at the moment? So it's really relevant because coming out of the, well, during the pandemic, obviously, that lenders just pulled out of all high loan to value mortgages, full mm. stop. So there weren't even 
90% mortgages, let alone 95% mortgages. Mm. Um, but as we started to come out of this, things have got better and, and lenders have felt more confident. So now there is, again, quite a vibrant 90% loan-to-value market. Um, so that most lenders now are offering mortgages with only a 10% deposit. Okay. And given the Chancellor's announcement in the last budget where he said that the government would look to yes. guarantee yes. parts of the loan if lenders were to offer 95% mortgages again. Mm. That's basically caused lenders to think, well, okay, if the government's going to back some of these mortgages, then that means that even if I don't take the government-backed version, because it's not quite, it's not actually as cheap as you think to actually go down the road and, and offer one of those government mortgages because mm. you have to pay for the guarantee. Yeah, I was going to say, because you have to basically pay for that cover, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you have to pay. And we we, we believe it's around about 0.9% that a lender will have to pay for that oh, okay. 15% guarantee. Okay. Um, so basically, some of the other lenders have thought, well, okay, there are going to be 95% mortgages coming out. So if I release one, it doesn't mean I'm going to be the only one and get inundated. Mm. Mm. So what's happened over the last two or three weeks is that more and more lenders have started to offer their own 95% lending products again, which okay. is really good news yeah. for first-time buyers or mm. for those who need to move and um, and they, they can only cobble together a 5% deposit. So what we do know is that actually the choice of, I mean, on the 1st of March, for example, there are only five specialist mortgage deals available at 95%. Loan no. And I actually did a search just before this, and we're now looking at around about 60 mortgage products in wow, all. Wow, gosh. So okay. that's a mixture of family guarantee schemes that mm -hmm. have sort of always been around. But, but now they're joined by about five or six new lenders like Skipton, West Brom, Bank of Ireland, Accord, Buckinghamshire, who are offering their own 95% mortgages now. Awesome. Um, and the first couple that came out were very strict in criteria. So it was only to first-time buyers, no flats, couldn't be a new build, very strictly 4.49 times income mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and a five-year fix. And now we're starting to see some differences in there. So we've got a couple of three-year fixes out at 95%, a two-year fix, and also, critically, there are uh, two or three lenders now where they're not just limiting it to first-time buyers. Okay. So it's for okay. everyone. So this is anyone who needs to move but only has a small deposit? Yeah. Effectively, so it's not just locked to if it's just for your first property. No, no. Mm, mm. Um, and we know that the new government-backed ones are still yet to appear. We mm. know they're going to appear any week, and they're going to be from the likes of Barclays, Santander, Halifax, NetWest, mm. we believe, mm. who have signed up to the scheme. Um, and they're going to have their own restrictions around that. So it's definitely going to be for main residents only. Mm. Obviously, these aren't available if you're looking at a buy-to-let. Mm -hmm. or a second property, or mm -hmm. a holiday let, and they're capped at a maximum of £600,000 for the guarantee. Okay. 
Yeah. And we suspect that the rates on these will be around about the same of what we're seeing now. So they're all around about the 4% level. Um, you've got a couple of 95% mortgages at Bank of Ireland, for example, 3.99 two-year okay. fix. Coventry okay. have got 3.89 five-year fix. Accord, 3.99. So they're around about that level. Mm. But the good thing is it starts to move the market again. Mm. Mm. And that's what's really important, whether you're a first time buyer or you you have to move for whatever reason. Um, these are really important products that help move the market and help make everything tick. Because that's what we were saying just before we kind of press the record button, really, isn't it? It's kind of like... You know, first-time buyers are the lifeblood of the market because everything mm. starts with first-time buyers, right? Because if you're absolutely, you know, if you're a second stepper, so this is the first time you're selling to move up to a bigger property, the chances are you probably sell it to a first-time buyer. Yeah. So that being the case, you know, to keep everything, as you say, ticking over, we've got to be able to mm. empower first-time buyers to do just that. So yeah, absolutely. Same with the builder. Mm. If you if you're building product. You've got to be able to sell it to people. Mm. And, and that's why the government came out with a help to buy scheme mm. in the first place, mm. um, which maybe we'll talk about another time. Mm. Um, and this is similar. The government knows that they need to get first time buyers mm. on the property ladder mm. because that enables everything else. Mm. And, you know, and I'd, we've spoken about this before, but I do believe if you know, a low deposit mortgage is the way that people will get out of being stuck in rented and be able to buy their own property because it just enables, you know, it's still money you have to find. And I absolutely understand that. And it's not easy, but finding a 5% deposit potentially is less of a challenge than having to find 10 or 15. So, yeah, I, you know, it, yeah. it makes it that little bit more, that little bit more, you know, realistic rather yeah. than Especially thinking, after the year we've just had. Yes. Because yeah. so many people have been able to save more than they mm. ever thought. Mm. So there are more people probably than thought mm. who will now be able to take advantage of this and look mm. at getting on the property ladder. Mm. But in light of everything we've just discussed about house prices, yeah, yeah, you have to ask some questions and make sure you get proper advice about are you, are you buying too high or mm. et cetera. So mm. it's... Um, it's really important to make sure that everything's affordable to you. Mm. But in most cases now, I'm doing the sums. Actually, I was doing the sums last week, funnily enough, because I'm quite sad like that. <laughs> and in a lot of cases, it's now the cost of a mortgage at that level is about the same as renting at that mm. level. Mm. So they're starting to come back into equilibrium again. Mm. Um, and as there's more competition, I expect the prices of those high loan to value mortgages to drop yes and then it will become cheaper if you've got the deposit to actually pay the mortgage off than to rent mm. Mm. and you know I'm I'm always cautious about a low deposit mortgage because of course it does it leaves the borrower open should should house prices correct slightly yes of no, course. You, you, yeah. you you do have that in the back of your head but Overall, if it helps more people to get on the property ladder, you know, I'm I'm all for that. So it's yeah. it's just all about, you know, taking out something that's right for you, and and that responsible lending piece. But as you yeah. say, you know, it's it's very 
tightly regulated. The affordability metrics are there for a good reason, so that people aren't, you know, overexposed to, yeah, to potential absolutely. risks. So, you know, yeah. the, the safety net is there. Yeah. And a property shouldn't, you shouldn't just, if you're purchasing your first property, especially, mm. or moving with your second or third, mm. it don't look at it as a short-term investment. No. It's a home. Mm. Property is a long-term thing. Mm. Um, mm. So, yes, even if prices do correct, maybe later this year or next year, and you could see a 5%, 10% drop, you know, you're looking at a longer-term mm. product here and mm. sort of five, 10 years in the future. Uh, I would I would hope that uh, that your property price would be would be higher. And in any case, if you've got a repayment mortgage, you're paying down the loan each year anyway. Mm. Home first, investment second. Absolutely. I like that. That's a nice little strap line. Yeah, yeah, I do Very try. Very good. Yeah. You're listening to The Property Show with Monty and Lou. So, yeah. Um, Right, Lou, I reckon, as you said you had a glass of wine, I yep. reckon you're <laughs> sat at your dining table as yeah, we're recording this. You would be right. Something like that. You would be dining. right. You, you would have a posh dining room, haven't you? <laughs> that light, yeah. With a hostess trolley in the corner. Oh, yeah, love that. For your love posh that. dinner parties. Um, so, anyway, you're working at your dining ta- room table. Yeah, I am. How have, or... you, how have you found working from home during lockdown, honestly? Well, most days I actually work in our kitchen now. Right. Because my better half... So, so you can snack. <laughs> yeah, so the fridge is closer. <laughs> um, so, um, because my other half is now working from home full-time as well. Right. So I've I've been I've been demoted to the kitchen, um, <laughs> and um, and it, you know I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna gloss it over. It has been quite tricky, I think. Yeah. Um, Especially when you're both working at home, it's difficult, isn't it? Yes, and we have a very open plan layout. In as much yeah. as that, our kitchen dining area is all open plan. And then that's open plan again into our kind of lounge. So it's that it's it's quite they're quite big rooms, but they are open plan. So yeah, I guess what, what I'm saying is, and we're you know, very lucky, obviously, very very lucky to, to to have that. But there are no doors, so yeah. when you're both on a Zoom call, it it can be quite challenging. I, Do you I find each of you getting louder and louder to drown yes. out the other one? Yes. <laughs> Yes, it does happen a lot. Um, and, and also, sort of conversely, if one of you is trying to do something that requires a lot of concentration and the other is on a Zoom call or on a phone call, then that can be quite distracting. So, um, you know, and we, hey, I think I think speak to most, most couples and, and they're kind of, you know, feeling this in some way, shape or form or the other. And yeah. you know, we don't have children. And you do, Monty. So I don't know how you have found the lockdown working scenario, especially well, when you've got, you know, youngsters. Yeah, it's been it's been tough, but you know, to be honest, I've um, I've been quite lucky. I've been shut away in my little cupboard under the stairs, <laughs> yeah, which, say, which got, is yeah. really small. Yeah. Um, but it is somewhere I can close the door and just escape and pretend I haven't got family. <laughs> so it's, mean, um, mean. Yeah, I know, much to their. <laughs> disgust and distaste but look we're not the only ones are we we're not because i had a, well two actually very interesting reports 
come across mm. my desk this week. Kitchen table desk, by the way. <laughs> um, just, just, you know. So um, what you got? So the ONS, Office of National Statistics, um, figures suggest that just over 46% of UK adults in employment were doing some kind of work from home in April 2020. And of that sort of 46%, 86% were doing so as a direct result of the COVID pandemic. So in other words, they hadn't worked from home previously, but yeah. were doing so now because of lockdown, etc. And that yeah. equates to roughly 13 million UK workers. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, you just have to walk through the city of London where where we are and it's a ghost yeah. town and, and, you know, all the massive offices are, mm. are empty. Mm. And quite a lot of those big employers have said, you know, as a result of COVID and as a result of home working, and actually, you know, things haven't, you know, the wheels haven't fallen off and people have found it quite productive, that they are going to be adopting either a hybrid approach to working from home mm. or indeed giving staff that, you know, more autonomy to work from home more often as and when they want to. Um so, so that kind of sets the tone for it. But the really interesting thing is things that you don't think will have an, Im an impact on other stuff in your life, right? So Aviva, who one of the UK's largest insurers, also sent me some data this week. And they've recently conducted a study of people who are working from home. And they've discovered, okay, of the, the, the thousands of people that they spoke to, that 48% work from a table or desk in a room that's usually used for another purpose. Yeah. So, for example, a dining room or a bedroom. That 22% of those working from home do so sitting on their sofa or from an armchair. And 14% said they work from bed. Ooh, uh, misses. Some of family that sound, show, yeah, family show. Some of it sounds like a bit of a recipe for re repetitive strain injury, if I'm perfectly honest. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. let's not go there. Um, but but you can see how you know just from what you and I have experienced over the last twelve months, you can see how if this is something you're coming to for the first time, because I have worked from home yeah. previously quite a bit. So if you're coming to this and you've never worked from home before, how difficult must this be? Yeah, I mean, it's it's very difficult when you don't have your own space. Mm. So where this is going is there is now a rise in the shoffice. The shoffice? The shoffice. Have the you, sh is that because you, you've had too many no. glasses of wine and you're slurring? No. <laughs> shoffice, it's a new term. It's a shed office. Ah, oh, I like that. Yeah. Shoffice. Shoffice. The yeah. office. So right. th this research that Aviva have conducted suggests that 43% of the people they surveyed are planning to set up a designated room or workspace in their home going forwards. Mm. And that a lot of those people are considering some kind of a shed arrangement. Yeah, that makes sense. For that, because obviously, you know, yeah. you can't just magic up a third bedroom if you don't have one. So some people, yeah. obviously, with thousands of, sp of pounds spent on renovation project, probably good. But a shed yeah. or a work pod is a is a, a much quicker solution. Yeah. But, something I've mentioned to you before. It's definitely something we're, we're yeah, looking Yeah, you've been thinking about a party shed, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. yeah. Well, a party shed, yeah. And a work shed. 
<laughs> and a shed to sleep. And a shed and to sleep, shed yeah. To, generally, <laughs> when I'm chucked out of the house, yeah. Oh, bless you. So, um, yeah, so if you're planning from working from home permanently, then... Yes, yes. What are the main things you need to consider? So two things that you probably wouldn't think about but are very important are planning permission and insurance. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who'd have thunk that? Yeah, so I know that that, that both of those things don't particularly sound very sexy, but they are very important. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Planning permission, I'd have probably thought of if you're building something, but but actually I wouldn't have thought about it. Yeah. Insurance. Yeah, so the planning permission thing... Go on. Is an interesting yeah. one because people would assume, okay, that you only need planning permission if you are building something, but that's not strictly true. So, but you don't need it if you're working from your bed. No, 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 no. Or no, your no, sofa. No, no, no. So, so let's be clear. If you're working from home and in a sort of administrational capacity and you're an employee, chances are it's absolutely fine. It's if you own your own business that things get a little bit more interesting. Particularly if it involves clients coming to your property regularly. So examples of that could be if you run a beauty or a hairdressing business from home, um, perhaps you run a childcare service or your chiropractor or something like that, and you have regular clients coming to your property um, and then you have changed part of your property or adapted it to... To, to fulfil that business, then you may need planning permission. Mm. So how do you do that then? Best speak to your local council, basically, and explain to them what you want to do and they will advise you if you need to apply for what's called a certificate of lawful use um, mm. or if you don't need one and you can just crack on. But if you're not okay. sure, it is best to check. Yeah. And uh, is there anything else? So... The other thing I would say, um, if you live in a leasehold property, so if you own a flat, um, and if you are running a business from home, so for that, that would mean that your home address is your registered office address. Something that does catch people out is that you may need your freeholder's permission for that. Right. So you do need to check. Do need to check that. Um, Okay. So as I say, this comes down to the distinction between working from home and running a business from home yeah okay the other thing is insurance so let's let's imagine that you've created your office in your garden monty it's it's Mm -hmm. lovely you know and then you've got a load of really expensive it kit yeah yeah um or perhaps you know i was chatting to somebody the other day who's a jeweler and she's been working from home now. She's making beautiful jewellery in her shed at the bottom of her garden. Um, and the point is you need to tell your insurance company about that because, yeah. you know, it, it may mean, you know, sheds can be, you know, a little bit of a security risk. Um, so you do need to talk to them about that to make sure that they're aware that you're using your shed as a office um, and, and tell them what you're keeping in it. Because otherwise, if you know, if it gets broken into and you, you make a claim and you haven't told your contents insurer, then they may not cover you. That is really, do you know what? That is genuinely, and I'm not just saying this, that's genuinely interesting because <laughs> I wouldn't have thought about that. I'd have just naturally assumed that, oh, well, everything's covered under my household yeah. insurance anyway. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's one of those things you don't know until you know. But if you you're don't doing know it, until you know. if you're doing it, then do speak to your contents insurer. And it may put your premium up by a few quid. And I get that. Yeah. But better that you're covered correctly than you get a nasty surprise if somebody gets in there and, and nicks all your stuff. Definitely. Well, so, that's really good advice, Lou. Oh, well, you know. I, yet again, I have <laughs> learned something from you. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Um, but for those who are scratching their head a bit around the planning stuff, and um, of course, you know, you may well, if you're erecting a office, be able to do that within your permitted development rights, but you may not, mm. depending on the property that you live in and where it is. So a good website to check is planningportal.co.uk, and there's loads of really good information on that. So have a go with that as well. You you, know, you still Very may good. have to check with your council, but the chances are you may be able to get away without needing planning permission for the office, but you may need permission to run a business from home. So check it all out. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I've written that website down. There you go. <laughs> Thank you very much. And just a reminder, you are listening to the Property Show podcast with Andrew Montlake and Louisa Fletcher. So, Monty, we've, we're, we're nearly out of time again, you know. We are. It goes very quickly. It does. When you have fun, it does. But I know, I know we spoke about kind of, you know, low deposit mortgages earlier, but are there any other products that have caught your eye over the last few days? Anything for anyone else who's maybe, you know, not needing a low deposit mortgage? You know, what, what yeah, you? well, there's, uh, there's loads out. And the, uh, the good news is that there is, there's so much choice again. Lenders are, you know, they do want to lend. And, and although everyone's busy and they're, uh, etc. We're 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 seeing a vast amount of product changes, all for the better, coming out well daily, really at the moment. That's so really encouraging. If you're lucky enough to have a big deposit, forty percent, or you've got loads of equity in the house you're selling, then yeah, you can still get two year fix at one point zero six percent. Wow. Or your perennial friends nationwide are still no. offering a 1.24% five-year fixed uh, um, or a 10-year fixed at 1.99 with Barclays that's you insane. can get, which is, which is also pretty good. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't quite got that deposit, then, you know, even if you've, you've got a 25% deposit, uh, you can get a seven-year fix from Barclays, actually, at 1.49%, Whoa. which I think is really good value. Yeah, actually. yeah. Um, if you've only got 15% deposit, HSBC are really good at the moment. They've got 2.71% fix for five years. Gosh. And uh, and then we spoke about the 90% products mm. as well, and they've, mm. they've kept kept coming down. So you can now get a 2.98% two-year fix with Barclays so it's just starting to dip under the three percent level mm. it's um, interesting so how quickly it changes isn't it yeah so so we've seen some some good movements mm. and I suspect as the year goes on we're going to see that continue and and the takeout for anybody listening to this apart from the fact that you know lenders want to lend again is the fact that if lenders want to lend again generally speaking they're feeling quite comfortable about about that, what the market might be looking like in in a few yeah, months' time. Yeah, I do so get that impression. Comfort, doesn't it? Yeah, 
I, I definitely do get that impression that lenders are starting to feel more comfortable. They're, they're not, they know that there's still issues mm. to come. We mm. know that furlough is still there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. supporting a lot of people. And, mm. and we know that there are a lot of businesses who've taken um, government support, which is still there. So we know that has to end at some time. Mm. And, but the vaccinations that have been going on, despite all the, the coverage in the news, are they good or bad or whatever, mm. we, we know that actually they've, that has been the real success, mm. Mm. actually, of, of the UK. And um, despite what you think about the whole thing and how it's been handled generally, the actual vaccination process Mm. Mm. seems to be going great guns. And that's giving everyone a bit more, Mm. a bit more confidence to move forward. And as things start to open up, that gives lenders more confidence. Mm. And we're starting to see now people going through into the new tax year, producing their tax returns of businesses for last year. And actually they, they haven't been affected as much as they could have been. Yeah, it's really encouraging. So it is very different yeah. if you're in entertainments industry mm. or travel, obviously, mm. but we do think now that it's going to really bounce back quickly because people are crossed. desperate fingers to crossed. entertain each other, go abroad, get down the pub, go yeah. out to eat. Yeah. So I think I've got it's my haircut booked um, for next week. I can't well, wait. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> yeah. My wife is, is booked up. With her, um, yeah, everyone wanting their skincare treatments, yeah, because uh, they're opening again next week. So it's, um, it's a, it, you know, it's an exciting time, and yeah. we do have to be cautious. But I think it's cautious optimism now, mm, which is great. I think that's right. So for those of you listening who are back to work next week, go smash it. Good luck. Good to have you back. Is what I say, and I can't and wait to see safe. my hairdresser. Yeah, and stay safe. <laughs> Stay safe. <laughs> um, right. Well, I think that's it. There I you think go. It is. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for attending again. Oh, <laughs> it's a joy. It really is. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not work. It's One week I'll log me. on and you won't be there. No. There'll just be a little note. There'll be a recorded <laughs> message. Louisa has gone on to bigger and better things. That's so not true. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't do it without you. I wouldn't do it without you. Well, anyway, thank you. And thank you all for listening. Um, if you do like what you hear, please give us a rating or leave us a review in your podcast app. And don't forget, we're here to help you with your property problems and those mortgage dilemmas. So if you would like our advice, why not drop us an email? Uh, email address is hello at theproperty-show.co.uk and if you want the very latest on the property market from the two of us please give us a follow on social media you'll find us on twitter at the property show pod thanks for joining us stay safe and see you next time